Silence. Silence in the booth. We are live. We we need a little red light. I've been saying that forever. There's one there. There's a little red light there, but nobody outside the room can see it. Or can they? Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, starting with the game of the Rahons. I'm Zach, your co-host, my, uh, my, 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 other co-host here is Nate. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, is that? That, um, that was it. All right. Yeah, that's I mean, the one we're going with. I think you started strong. I did. I, I um, always start strong. <laughs> and then just. You peter off towards the end there. Yeah. Baelish. That's rude. Peter Baelish off at the end. Peter there. Baelish off at the end. <laughs> That's bad. That's not funny. That That's was terrible. <laughs> so what's good, everybody? We are reading another chapter this week, but we're going to touch upon last week's chapter, last episode's chapter, whatever it was. Um, Bran 5, I believe. Yeah, Bran 5. And we, we did get some correspondence, and that was some inductees for... Yeah, they, uh, so, uh, yeah, Bran 5, Bran, uh, was riding for the first time outside of Winterfell on his Philly Dancer with Rob and Theon and some guard. Yeah, Rob laid some heavy news on him that the Jory Cassell was dead, Heward and Will were also dead, and Ned, the worst of it all, <gasps> was laying unconscious with a shattered leg. Yeah. Not the worst of it all. And then they ran into some wildlings and deserters of the Night's Watch, which I think that makes them wildlings at that point also. Well, that was but, actually in some of our yeah, correspondence. Absolutely. The Not-So-Silent Sisters brought up that. It, it, that's That's got to be a hell of a story if they are Night's Watch brothers. How did they end up coming to be with right. these wildlings considering all the heavy hostilities between the two peoples? Uh, we also get to meet Osha, which... Hell yeah, she's one of the best wildlings. Yeah, and I think that they mention in there, you know, that the actress that portrayed Osha in the show is also the same actress that plays Nymphadora Tonks yeah. in the Harry Potter series. Everybody. And she's a spectacular actress. I think even George R. R. Martin himself has said that the character in the show portrayed Osha better than he could have written her. Yeah, so. so holy shit, what a heavy compliment. Yeah, um, no shit. I love the character in the books as well, and mm-hmm. they're... Looking forward to her future stuff, potentially on Skagos. As are we, Brandy and Afton. And then they just say, gods, how badass would it be to have a fucking dire wolf? We have two dire huskies. I have one myself, Barrick Dogdarian, that we talk about. and he's He's an asshole. He's an asshole. But he's a great asshole. And they say that they're fairly certain they wouldn't raise a paw to help them. And uh, I agree, Barrick wouldn't do a shit to help me. Unless uh, if our lives were in danger, I think Barrick would. uh, Uh, If I had food and my life was in danger, he would be right there. Yeah, Barrick's good boy. So I feel your feels there. Huskies are, well, they look similar. They are not quite dire wolves, which is unfortunate. (laughs) But I love them all the same. And so they also uh, just wanted to point out that in this brand chapter, his sense of smell is heightened, and it seems to be more yeah, of his and, connection uh, with summer. I was talking to Zach after after we had recorded that episode and after I read your email, because like, I had mentioned, I think it was it might have been off air, that the, the smells and the sights and everything, I had just attributed it to his first time in so long being there and it never really occurred to me and it was just such an excellently made point that perhaps it's Bran 
having sensory warging going on where he's sensing and smelling what uh summer is smelling at that point and it was it blew my fucking mind man yeah Yeah, it's a really good point that it seems to be more of this melding between man and beast yeah already so soon but they gave us two inductees for the brand five chapter the first uncepta brandy brings maester lewin to the sisterhood because who doesn't love that maester wisdom folly and desperation are oft times hard to tell apart and she believes that this quote also succinctly characterizes the actor's role in Chernobyl as well. If you haven't watched it yet, do it now and bring tissues. We have not. Watched I have not it. watched it yet. It is on my list, but I currently need to get through Stranger Things season three. Yeah, I have a laundry list of stuff so, I'm behind. And on, then so. Nate will uh, yeah, read let's see. Brand- after Afton's Afton. here. Yeah, she inducts Rob for finally realizing that Theon truly is a real piece of shit. Something we knew John felt from the get-go. I mean, I get how Theon wanted to help save Bran, and I don't know how Bran would have gotten out of that pickle with Stiv, but still, Theon deserves the shit that happens to him later in the books. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah, he absolutely does. One more. Fuck yes. God, I hate Theon. Fuck you, Theon. He deserves what he gets. Yes. Anyway, with, uh, thank you for writing in. They also have some thoughts about today's chapter. But we'll get to but those, we'll get to those when the they end pop of this up. Chapter. And so, yeah, we were left basically with Bran taking uh, Bran and Rob taking Osha back to Winterfell and Jane, saying that based on what she tells them, she can either live or die. And then we open up on Tyrion. Yes. So, chapter 38 of Game of Thrones. Last we knew of poor Tyrion, uh, Catelyn had just arrived at the Eyrie herself, leaving Tyrion below for the evening. At the Bloody Gate, I believe. Uh, Or Lord Nestor Royce's keep. Lord Nestor Royce's keep, uh, the the very first one, which is Stone, I believe. Did she leave him at Uh, Stone? I don't think he's actually at Stone. She left him at at the the, the the Wake Castle there. Yeah, okay. And um, And so, yeah, she had left Tyrion there, and that was the last we knew of him, uh, Liza had summoned Catelyn up, and they had met. And so now when we open up with Tyrion... Are you fucking kidding me? Holy mother of mercy. Wow. Shame. Wow. Shame. Rolor, have a fucking mercy Shame. on your soul. Hey, what if that was the Not-So-Silent Sisters My trying to get a hold of us, being like, hey, bros... Was it? No. I did not think so. No. Is your phone silent now? Yes. Wonderful. Okay. So anyway. this chapter opens with Tyrion's cell phone going off. <laughs> and he's in Sky, or above Sky, just, you know, well, trying to get some reception. He's, well, he's got the dilemma of his phone is at fucking 5%. And the does he answer so- <laughs> it? Or does he does he check this? T- no. Anyway, so we open with Tyrion 5 with Mord, the turnkey, the jailer of the Eerie, glowering at Tyrion, acting as if he wants, uh, asking if Tyrion wants food. You want to eat? You want to eat? Tyrion is starving, but he refuses to let this brute see him cringe or beg. And for so food. sarcastically, he more replies with just a an, an order. Uh, uh, no, but I wouldn't mind. I'll take a number uh, one with yeah, a large basically. fry. And, and so he gives him this huge order, and uh, you know, at the end with some wine. Although I get it if you don't have wine, but beer is fine too if you don't have that. And then we get the great, I think, Mord's just best line ever is beans. And he holds out the plate. <laughs> and uh, it says, we get the description of Mord here, that Mord was 20 stone of gross stupidity with brown rotting teeth, which is important for Feast, as the Not-So-Silent Sisters point out, which we'll bring up later. 
but yeah, because uh, in, in I haven't read their email. full spoiler, but in uh, in Feast, Mord shows up with gold a golden tooth right, that right. he purchases using the gold, the gold that from, he gets right. uh, yep. from this deal here. But no, I didn't know that they picked. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the the Silent Sisters gold. mentioned that in their I email. That. I have the note in there. Oh, good. Yeah. So the left side of his face was also slick, where a scar from an axe had uh, chopped off his part chopped of his off cheek part of his ear. His ear. Yeah. yeah. And he was as predictable as he was ugly, but Tyrion was indeed hungry. And so he uh, is offering Tyrion the food, and then Tyrion finally reaches for it, and Mord pulls it away. Yeah, like a dick. And then he says, you know, here, come get it. And Tyrion tries, and he pulls it away. And so at this point, Tyrion's like, really? Must we keep doing this? Like it's, And so you, you get that he's a very simple, simple Gate, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's having fun, thinking this is the best yeah. thing ever. But it's and he's, the same every thing single every meal. Day. It's do you want it? Yeah, I'd like that. We'll come and get it. And he's just taunting him, being a dick. So uh, finally, Mord holds it out over the edge of the sky cell, where and Tyrion knows his arms are way too short. He's not gonna fucking go that close to the edge to get this plate of food because. If Mord should so desire, one push from his fat belly, yeah. and Tyrion's going over the edge. Dun, 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 so dun. he decides that he's not hungry after all, and he goes and goes back to his corner. So Mord drops this plate of beans and lets it fall from his hand. The wind sprays the beans back in at him, and Mord's laughing, and Tyrion just fucking yeah, he's so pissed. Yeah, like, like fuck you, just give me the plate of food. And he says, you fucking son of a pox-ridden ass, I hope you die of a bloody flux. <laughs> like, damn. Tyrion, uh, so for that, Mord gives him a steel-toed kick in the ribs as he's <sighs> leaving, which, like, now, fuck. I think a lot of this kind of stuff, and we'll get a bit more of it, uh, a little bit more in the chapter, is really, you know, we've mentioned heavily the, the fact that Tyrion is very potentially the villain in this series. Yeah. And this all contributes to the what I think will eventually be that turn is all this mistreatment, all this fucking oh, yeah. this it's, false it's horrible to watch. And, like and, he, there's no reason for this treatment. And that so he's he had the potential to be the the hero, mm. but just all of this brutal fucking punishment throughout his entire life. Well, you know? going on that that theory uh, that we mentioned quite a few episodes ago, but. It also will make later on when he's accused of killing Joffrey at his trial that yes. speech where he says, "I wish I was the right. monster you all think I am." And that I actually thought about during the, the it, trial. It, here yeah, the it will make that turn just so because he yeah. will become. And that. that's it. That's where you start really seeing the turn is yeah. there and into dance and and what he's going through, you know, on his journey. Yeah, to... no, it's entirely possible just with what Tyrion goes through that. He's being set up to be this villainous sort of role at the end, which will break my heart, and I'm sure it'd still be fantastic reading if it should come to that. Anyway, <clears throat> so the door, uh, Tyrion says that he takes it back, uh, everything he just said to Mord, that he'll kill you, I'll kill you myself, I swear it, after Mord kicks him. But the door slams and locks, and Tyrion reflects that for a small man, he was cursed with a dangerously big mouth, and... As he crawls back to his little corner there, huddled under a thin blanket, Tyrion's staring out at the sky in the mountains yeah. that seem to go on forever. Wishing he had the cloak that he had won. Yeah, and, Mord uh, took that fucking cloak. He yeah. claimed that shit as soon as he saw it. And so we get the description here that his cell was miserably small, even for a dwarf. And not five feet away, where a wall should have been, where it would have been in a normal dungeon, the floor ended and the sky began. 
and Mord, when he first put him in here, had promised, you fly! And we learn here that the or, uh, the errands are the only dungeon, kept the only dungeon where prisoners yeah. were welcome to escape at will. You jump out that fucking, that right. hole there, and you're good to go. And so the Not-So-Silent Sisters in their email mentioned this as well, that they, they have to give credit where credit is due. The show's portrayal of the Sky Cells was fucking on point. Yeah. And it's basically this honeycomb in the side of yep. this mountain. And it's just, if you want to jump, go ahead and jump. And Tyrion thinks it's a no wonder that people go mad in here. Like On the first day, after building up some courage, Tyrion had laid down on his stomach and squirmed to the edge to look down. 600 feet above Sky, he can see it down there. And... He can, uh, by craning his neck out, he can see cells to the left, right, and above him. And we get the the thought from him saying that he was a bee in a stone honeycomb and someone had torn off his wings. Yeah. And that image alone. And then it gives me the thought, which it just always gives me a chuckle, that, like, clearly it's it's pretty well known at this point that people have leapt from these sky cells. They actually have committed suicide, which means they're fucking raining down on fucking poor sky, <laughs> which also has the moon door above it. Like, just, is that just common practice where, like, they're going about their day and a fucking just a body just, just has a body smashes smash. through and they're like, oh, we got another jumper. Go. Get out the sweepers. <laughs> and so it, it's cold up here, with uh, but the wind is worse. It's always pushing you and interior notices that it almost feels like it's pulling, pulling you, you toward the, the the door and worse and this is see Tyrion's got perspective because this is how you compare worse yeah the wind is bad but worse the floor is sloped slightly yeah but rob. sloped rob get your shit in order that kid and so yeah the floor is sloped slightly and Ever so slightly. It's not a huge slant, but just it's enough, enough to make him fear sleep yeah. because he's afraid he'll roll and just keep rolling until he goes right over the edge. And yeah, this is, like you said, when he just kind of thinks, no wonder people go fucking insane. In he these. can even see some message that looks like it's written in in blood. This cre- like This is fucking creepy. And it says, God save me. The blue is calling. This reminded me of some... And I'm going to get super nerdy video gamey, but like this reminded me of some Bioshock yeah. or like Bethesda Fallout written on the wall. Yeah, like, something you'd like find y- on a piece of paper. Yeah, in, like, fucking yeah. Bloodborne or something. And there's like just... a bunch of skeletons next to it or something. Like it's just so dark. Someone was in this cell, either cut themselves, bit themselves, whatever, yeah. to draw blood, and then wrote this message and presumably jumped. Like. And now Tyrion's sitting in that exact same place for not any good reason. Yeah, he, for everything nothing. he's been accused of is bullshit. He's a shitty little imp dude at times, sure, but killing John Aaron but and assassinating, attempting to have Bran assassinated. Innocence does have its own resolve as well, so he's got that going at least, knowing that he's, I didn't do shit, man. Yeah. I'm like, what? Well, I think that's it. That's what's keeping him so angry. That's what's yeah. flaring the fire in his belly. And so he wondered at first who the previous tenant was who wrote this message, but then thinking on it, he kind of realizes that he probably doesn't want to know what 
yeah, happen to them. Right, yeah. So then he thinks back to when he arrived at the Eerie. This I also meeting. have marked as his Wayne's World moment because it's like, if only I had kept my mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> and then it's doodly, doodly, doodly. And he oh, goes back oh. into his flashback yeah. when he first got to the yeah, Eerie. It's him just mouthing off to Lysa Aaron and, and He Robert. thinks that so, the wretched boy had started it, Robert and Aaron. And so Robert Aaron is there and he goes, is this the bad man? Robert Aaron is sitting on a werewood throne. Yeah. Which so I, I like the Aaron, that. well, these Aarons specifically do not deserve a throne that cool. So yeah. fuck you, Robert Aaron, for putting your little roomy-eyed ass on that throne. Yeah, so Lysa tells him that that is the bad man, and Robert's giggling, saying, he's so small. Mm-hmm. Um, she introduces him as, this is Tyrion the Imp of House Lannister, who murdered your father. And then she pauses... And just shrieks out so everyone can hear. He slew the hand of the king. That was a perfect Lysa impression. Thank you. You're welcome. And so she's she's putting on a show. Yeah, it's it's a show. A big facade. And Tyrion, <laughs> fucking like a boss. Oh, did I kill him too? Like a fool, he thinks he said. Yeah, this. that's what's funny. And Tyrion sees now, as he had saw then, and he and that's what's why he's kicking himself he knew then that he should shut the fuck up especially with how he thinks here that the eerie was cold but the people are fucking cold yeah yeah especially to him the power of casterly rock is far far away his father doesn't have influence here jamie lannister isn't able to just suddenly kick down the door and do the shit he does yeah silence and submission would have been far better options but his mood was too foul to allow any sort of sense because we learn on the last leg of his journey up the mountain, his poor stunted little legs gave out on him and were unable to carry him any further. And so, yeah. to his absolute humiliation, Braun had to carry him up the rest of the way. Yeah, that's pretty pretty brutal. Um, so Tyrion says he wonders when he found the time to do all this slaying I've been a busy and fellow. murdering. Yeah. Um, Lysa basically uh, tells him, "You need to shut, 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 shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut, 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 you're coming off as stupid, Tyrion. Stop." Tyrion recalls that at court, her and her dim shit little son were never fond of wit or humor, especially when it was directed at them. So she tells him that you will speak to my son politely, imp, or you will live to regret it. This is the eerie. Look around you. These are the knights of the Vale around you. Every single one of them loved my lord husband, and all of them, every one, would die for me. And he breaks in here and says, well, should anything happen to me, my brother would happily make that occur for any one of them. And And all of them. And in his thinking, as this is story time in Tyrion's head, he thinks that this was folly, and it is. (laughs) And she asks him, can you fly? Are you so confident in yourself? A dwarf without wings would be wise to swallow his threats. And he tells her, (laughs) not a threat, my lady, a promise. He really just should have shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, ten minutes ago. So, little Robert loses it. He starts yelling, you can't hurt us here, we're safe here. He's shaking, he's dropping his doll. And Lysa pulls him in, all creepy, and is hugging him, and says that the imp is trying to frighten us. The Lannisters are all liars. And the Uh, the Eerie is impregnable. Yeah. Yeah. And so Robert calls Tyrion a liar, a liar as well. You know, no one can hurt us here. And he says that he wants to make, uh, see him fly. 
And so two guards come up and just pick Tyrion up, grab him by the arms, and are holding them. At there. which point he is thanking the gods, all seven of them motherfuckers, for Catelyn Stark. Yeah. Who jumps in and interrupts Lysa, reminding her, he is my prisoner, and I do not wish any harm to come of him. Lysa looks at him, uh, a cat, like coldly, just kind of grills her for a second, and then stands up and walks down to Tyrion, and he thinks for a second that she's going to hit him. Yeah, still making the show. And, like, for a second, I do as well. Each time I read it, even though I know what's going to yeah, happen, like, oh, like, I'm like, oh, she's just going to whack him. And she orders him released. Uh, so her men shove him down to the floor, and his legs spasm, and he struggles. Like, fuck and you people. Yeah, everyone's laughing at him, and... He says that my sister's guest is too weary to stand. Servatus, take him to the dungeons. A rest in the sky cells will do him some good. And so they pick him up, carry him off, and he said that he had vowed to remember this. So, And he did for all the good it did and him. once again, I think that that's going to just play into that villainess, like, villainess. All like these things all that he's apply, yeah, to remember. To, yeah, like there are just these moments that are impacting him. Where do the whores go? And, you know, Jamie's turn on him with... with uh, Telling him the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, all these different little jabs and shit. And he will remember them, even if not specifically in the future. He'll remember that he was mistreated. Well, so far, and... like, there's just, there's not a single fucking court that Tyrion can go to where he isn't mocked and laughed at. Right. In King's Landing, it's the same. The lords and ladies there are always laughing at him. Here, it's the same. So I think that that's gonna come back to bite every lord and lady in the ass with yeah, exactly. this mockery of this innocent man who really didn't do shit. What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins, and you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff, gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, you can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do? Anyway, back to the episode. Like, so, yeah, so he comes back and kind of, not necessarily back to the present, but kind of his first day or two there in the sky, so... Yeah, so at first he had thought that his imprisonment would be temporary. Lysa... Fairly sure. ...wanted to humble him and, you know, make him suffer for a bit, make him sweat... Catelyn wouldn't, they wouldn't kill him outright because Catelyn Stark is Catelyn Stark, and that's not just going to happen. And likely she would probably want to question him fairly soon anyway, so that's one more reason he wouldn't likely be in the cell for too long. Yeah, too and to long. kill him outright would mean war. Yes, because he still was a Lannister. Yeah, so that, that is, but, but now he's not so yeah. sure. He thinks that maybe they mean to let him just sit here and rot. And it won't be long because he feels himself already getting a little weaker, and wobbly. Then, yeah, and... he starts thinking about his family and what they're doing. And mm -hmm. man, he I think it's embellishment. Like he's really overestimating his the intentions and what they plan because he he starts thinking, you know, that Jamie Lannister. And this part is obvious embellishment where he says he's probably crashing through the Moon Gate. But then he says that, or if maybe he's the well, forces. is it embellishment though? Because Jamie legit just attacked Ned Stark's men in the street. Like, but then he starts saying that his father has definitely sent riders and different things. And, and again, is that embellishment? I think Tywin so. has riders out. 
Tywin literally sets the gods' eye on uh, the the well, Riverlands on fire. Well, he was also fire. saying that here, you know, Jamie will be at the gate with a, an army and or at Winterfell. Uh, exactly. And I don't think that that's if I don't yeah, think like Ty- I don't like, think it. I think this because is, uh, he has to be you know tried first. The, the I think thing. this but is I guess Tywin absolutely is an accurate down. estimation. Okay. I suppose that's true. Lord Tywin isn't going to trouble himself any more than sending out riders to figure out one where is Tyrion and two who's actually holding him, what they want, that type of shit. Jamie is brash and would lead a host to the Mountains of the Moon if he knew. He had a Stark right there in front of him, so he did that. And Tyrion doesn't know that. He doesn't know that Ned Stark and Jaime had that altercation. I suppose that's true. That makes sense. Yeah, so I I don't think it's embellishing. I think he's actually kind of denying them some credit as far as how because jamie attacking ned stark is something i don't think Tyrion yeah, believes he would do expecting well also he didn't have that knowledge of uh ned's not the hand of the king at that point. well yeah the all and the turmoil so, there yeah. currently anyway and then he moves on to cersei yeah well yeah. he thinks that jamie could have possibly followed catelyn's lie to winterfell yeah and he, there. well he starts thinking about the different things then that cersei could do to help and you know because he he actually compliments her Thinking she has a certain a, a, low cunning, yeah, but her pride blinds her. Pride, Lannister and he, pride, and so he wonders. Yeah, uh, Robert could absolutely order him freed, but then he thinks, would he listen to his queen or his hand? And absolutely, it's Ned Stark, his hand's wife, right. who took him on suspicion of him attacking their son. So it would be this division of the queen telling him one thing, the hand telling him another, and. It says that if Cersei had her wits about her, she would insist that Robert sat in judgment yeah. of Tyrion's trial, because even Ned Stark could not disagree to that. And whatever murders they accused of him, the Starks have no proof. So That's, let them yeah. make their case before the Iron Throne for all the lords and ladies of the realm to see. Yeah, and that's like a great idea. Great Genius. idea. And then the next things that he say, though, are some of the most interesting bits here in this fucking chapter. Cersei would see insult here, not opportunity. Jamie is worse. Rash, headstrong, quick to anger, which... Yes. Ned Stark and That's King's exactly Landing. That's exactly what he does. Now, then he says, he wonders, which of them sent the assassin after Bran? Mm-hmm. Now, so, right here, this is, it, it, like, obviously, we know, reread, that Tyrion's completely innocent, but, like, this was the line right here when I first read that. I was like, oh, he really didn't. Like, it's just not him playing the Game of Thrones. Like, he really didn't kill this kid, because in his thoughts so far... He's he's kind of considered it, but like he hasn't really outright come said out and that said he hasn't that like done it yet. yeah, In- John Aaron I know nothing about Bran Stark I know nothing about, and so here him saying I wonder which one of them did it because obviously it does seem as if some, one of them did it right. So then he starts thinking about John Aaron's death and that if it was murder, how subtle and quick and well done it was yeah. executed. Because of the fact that he was an old man, and it's very plausible that he would just fall ill and die yeah, the way he did. sickness the way he did. And then he... In he, contrast yes. to his, uh, whoever sending an oaf with a stolen knife after Brandon Stark, and how unbelievably clumsy that is. And so he... There's, there's something there yes. to that, he thinks. He says, wasn't that peculiar, come to think of it? And he shudders. It's a nasty suspicion that comes to him. Perhaps the direwolf and the lion were not the only beasts in the woods. Yes. And if that's true, 
that makes Tyrion a cat's paw, and he hates being used. Yes, so that's what that idea spawns his plan to get the fuck out of there. Tyrion is now, the only person in this series now who's nailed it. Come to the conclusion that there is a mockingbird in the trees. There is something going on. Somebody's pulling strings that's not a Stark or a Lannister. Yeah, that, that that this is being set up. Right. This whole conflict, and I think that that part that immediately is going to play a heavy role for when he becomes hand of the king. Well, I think. This is also brilliant because it gets buried in his anger. Like, he right here right, is so right. close to solving exactly, it. If he applied a little more thought, he could settle on who Littlefinger. Else, yeah, who else would he it be? He could absolutely settle on Littlefinger and probably even Lysa. Like, if he exactly. started thinking, thinking it through and how seeing they... how insane she is. Well, because he would have been in King's Landing and seen their, their communication. But how... Like angry he is yes. at the false accusations he's blinded by yeah that. he's blinded he's overlooking that and so i do also real quick because i know we're book uh and, and in the show the the dagger the billion steel dagger was called the cat's paw dagger i yeah. believe in the show i don't think that that's the case in the books no, yeah, and I don't so, think so either. i just like the idea that he t- like again the small draws from the the show from the book yeah. Um, calling it the dagger, the cat's paw dagger. Yeah, he yeah. directly refers to himself as the cat's paw, the one that sees the he's the fucking the frame up. He's getting yeah, the raw end of the deal. My poor boy Tyrion. So he thinks, yeah, he's got to get the fuck out of here and soon. And his only option is going to be to talk his way out. His damnable mouth had gotten him into this cell, and it could damn well get him out. And so he begins banging on the door. Yeah, Mord, turnkey! <laughs> and so Mord comes crashing in holding a leather strap. And Tyrion has a little Arya mantra moment here. Never let them see, never show them that you're afraid. Yes. He reminds himself. And so Tyrion starts offering Mord gold. You've ever heard the phrase, Rich is a Lannister? And Mord starts hitting him quite a bit. Yo, yeah, because he hits him first in the arm, yep. which staggers uh, Tyrion. And Tyrion Next, keeps just offering. He keeps offering. And then he gets hit in the chest, which drops him to his knees. And as he starts inches. getting up, that one drops him inches just, from yeah. the, the edge there. And so then finally, um, he he keeps going with the offers, and he gets hit in the face. Yep. And he doesn't remember hitting the ground, but he wakes up nonetheless. And when he goes to push himself up, there's nothing. Yeah. And so he scrambles back to the the wall and stands up and pushes again. Yeah. And. He he he, te- he tells him that was a stiff one, Mord, and he says that I could use a strong man like you. This uh, strap swings at him again, but Tyrion dodges out. Yeah, and he, he takes still, a little glancing blow on this one, but yeah, just keeps he's still offering gold, in. enough gold to make Mord a lord, Mord the lord, and Mord's an, is no gold. No gold. But Tyrion thinks when he says that that he's listening. Yeah, because that means getting through he's to saying, him. There's there, there's not any. You don't have any. On you. you don't have any gold. So Tyrion says that, you know, Catelyn took his purse when they arrived here, but it is still his, and it will all go to Mord if Mord helps. So Mord swings again, but it's half-hearted. And Tyrion yeah. catches the and strap Tyrion this catches time. it and kind of forces him to look at him. He just says that there's no risk to you. I just want you to send a message. Just so, a message to your lady. That's all. Mord pulls the strap away, and Tyrion tells him, that's all, my lord, and buttering him up with the my And lord. I just really like, and he even mentioned it, uh, Tyrion himself, he... he Message? Mm. What? Like he's never heard the fucking word yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, it blows his mind. Um, and so Tyrion even offers, uh, he says the message is for him to confess, but he offers to write down the promise to give him the gold. Yeah. And I really like how he said that, you know, to the illiterate, 
they they look at the written word in two ways. Either they're scared of it and they don't believe any of it because it's just shit that they can't understand and random shit. Or like Mord, they fucking revere it. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, like this, magic. It's this magic, exactly. And so uh, before that, when he when he had mentioned the the message, he had said, tell Lady Lysa. And then, and then he thought, what? Tell her what? Right. And he kind of goes through it. And this is how we get how kind of quick-witted Tyrion is. He thinks, you know, what's going to... She wants to hear me confess. Tell her I want to confess to my crimes. That's the only thing that's going to get him out of this fucking cell. Yeah, the cell. only thing she will accept that will get them to come down there. Because if he just says, I want to talk. I want to get me out of here. Yeah, I wish yeah. to send a message to my fi- my father. They're not going to listen to anything. This is the so only So he's got to pretend, yeah. And but he so, doesn't pretend. He comes well, up with that plan right then. Yeah. I w- Tell her I wish to confess for my crimes. Mm. And so Mord tells him, writing down cold, much cold. And Tyrion says, oh, much cold. My purse is just a taste, my friend. And so Mord goes and gets paper and ink, and Tyrion writes his promise in ink and tells Mord to deliver his message. And it says that he was sleeping when they came for him yeah. later that night. Servardus woke him up with a, a kick, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh... On your feet, imp, my lady wishes to see you. And Tyrion responds with, no doubt she does, but what makes you think I wish to see her? Servardus frowns, and Tyrion thinks that he remembered him from King's Landing when right. John Aaron was there, and Vardis Egan was the captain of the Hand's household guard, and he wasn't a fan of humor or wit then either. And so he tells him that your uh, Vardis Egan says your concerns are not my wish on your feet, or I'll have you carried. Which carried again? We yeah. know Tyrion's not a he's fan of that. Like so he gets up and he's complaining about how cold it is, and he doesn't want to catch a chill. So he tells Mord to go get his cloak. And Mord's like, cloak? And he's like, my cloak, the one you took and have been holding for yeah, safekeeping really like for me? Th- and then when he brings it in, uh, Mord doesn't have any any authority to complain or bitch or even grumble in disdain. Yeah, no. And he puts it on Tyrion's neck and Tyrion smiles and says, I shall think of you whenever I wear it. <laughs> and then he tells Sir Vardis to lead on. And so when they get to the High Hall, it is a glow and there are, it's filled. Lady Lysa wore black silks, and Tyrion figures that she thought mourning clothes were appropriate for this confession. Since she's not a member of the Night's Watch. Yeah. Um, but there's a ton of fucking na- knights there. All Robert the knights. Aaron is not present, which right. Tyrion's thankful for. Yes. But, but everyone from the Blackfish to Re- Lynn Corbray, Nestor Royce. Royce, and even the people that uh, Tyrion Hunter, was, Lady Wainwood. Yeah, lots, all the lords and uh, all the people he traveled with. Roger Roderick Cassell, Willis Lord, Marmillion with a new wood harp, and Tyrion is pleased it's to see Marmillion there. like 20 episodes later is Marillion, not oh, Marmillion. Fuck, God damn it. Um, he's got a new harp, but he's got fucked up fingers still because Good. of Tyrion. But Tyrion's pleased because he, he'll spread the story. Tyrion doesn't want what happens here right now to be secret. Bronn is lounging in the back against a pillar in the rear of the hall, yep. and his eyes fix on Tyrion as Tyrion's looking around, and his hand lay lightly on the pommel of his sword, and Tyrion gives him a long look, wondering. And so, is that Bronn feel saying, like it's a, I'm ready to fight? I think that Tyrion is asking himself the same thing, and he's going, is that is that a... Is he willing to fight for me? Like, he's aware of what I'm attempting to, or going to try well, right like, now. Well, like, because I almost take it as, like... If if Tyrion gave the go ahead, like 
Bron was almost ready, willing to like fight, fight their his way, way out. For, yeah, almost. And like that, like he, because he's so just like, are we doing? Are we like, doing something here? Because I know you're gonna make it worth my while, type thing. Exactly. So Catelyn, uh, she Stark speaks pulls, first. Pulls up uh, and says, "Pulls up, yeah, yeah, rides off in her fucking Maserati. What up, sluts? Get in. We're going shopping. Shopping. She comes up and says, "You wish to confess your crimes. We are told." And Tyrion says, "He does." And Liza smiles. Yeah, she's loving it. This guy sells always. She's like fucking looking around at Pete. This guy sells always break them every time. God, told you. Got him. And Cat looks at is like he uh he don't he don't look broken to me. He don't look broken at all. But Liza don't care. She's riding this high, so she tells Tyrion to say what you will. And he which is a mistake. I really like this little. He says time to roll the dice. Time to roll the dice, and we get. I just wrote Tyrion's yeah, performance speech. I here. did Tyrion performs his speech. Yeah. And uh, basically, he's laid with hundreds of whores. He's wished death on his own father and the queen, his own sister. He has he gambled gets, and at cheated. At that point, there's a few laughs. Yeah, there's some laughs. And then... He's gambled and cheated, and he has said many cruel and malicious things. He's about also them. not... A, oh, sorry, finish. I, about the noble lords and ladies of the court. Yeah. yeah. And then he also mentions that he's not treated his servants all that kindly. Yeah. And, like, just all this arbitrary bullshit. As he finishes, people are outright laughing, and yes. Liza's pissed, so she silences him. Silence! And what? asks what what he thinks he's doing, and he's um, confessing to my crimes. Well, what else would I be so doing? So Catelyn, kind of being more level-headed and realizing what's happening, goes, You are accused of sending killers to slay my son. And of conspiring to murder John Aaron, the Hand of the King. At which point he says that he can't confess those crimes because he doesn't know anything about any murders. And I ain't know nothing about no murder. And again, the the Not So Silent Sisters mentioned the show. I like to think of the show scene here too because Peter Dinklage nailed it when he just he kind of shrugs and just goes, "I don't know anything about all that." Like I just love that delivery of like, "Yeah, can't can't help you there." Fucking sorry. I'm so, just confessing to my crimes. Yeah, yeah. Lysa's pissed and she orders. Servardus to throw him back in the sky cells and find him a cell with a steeper floor. And I really like how this is. Is this him. how justice is done in the Vale? Yeah. Yeah. Tyrion gets pissed. He and says, "You accuse me of crimes. I deny them. So you throw me in a cell to let me freeze or starve or roll off the fucking edge." And at this point, he he's making a show of it. Yeah. Lysa's been and making a show because all the king, the the guard, the hand. When the house guard stops heading towards him. They're kind of stunned. He says, you know, aren't you still a part of the Seven Kingdoms? And in the Seven Kingdoms, aren't people given a trial? You know, where the hell is my trial? You're and he's just t- lifting his face to make sure they can see where Mord's hit him at this point. Yeah, and, like and showing says, off where is beat. Where is the king's justice? I demand a, a trial. Like, the way it should be done. The way it's done in our country. And so murmurs, excited murmurs fill the hall because she agrees. But Tyrion knows he has her. She yes. can't deny At him point, the queen's brother no. a trial. Mm-hmm. It's it's law. And so yeah, she smiles and says that you can have a trial, but if you're found guilty by the king's own laws, you will pay for it with your life. And so she orders the moon door open and then states that you know her son Robert would love to oversee the trial and cast his judgment once you've provided your side of the story. Yeah, as the moon door opens, she says, Behold the king's justice. Behold the king's justice. Lower the globe. (laughs) Behold the king's justice. And Kat mentions that she thinks this is an unwise idea. Lysa, of course, ignores her. 
And so she says, you shall have my uh, a trial, and my son will listen to whatever you want to say. And I, I really like how Tyrion responds to that. You'll too. hear his judgment and then leave by one door or the other. And he's basically like, you know, don't even bother waking the sweet Lord Robert. He'll be just fine. Uh, I demand a trial by combat. So she had looked so pleased with herself telling him that Robert was going to be the judge. Yeah. And Tyrion kind of ruminates on, like, hearing Robert tell, say to him that he wanted to see the bad man flying. So he starts to wonder how many fucking people that yeah. little shit has, has already tossed had tossed. Yeah. And that's a question I really would like to know, too, is how many people What's has What's his kill he... count at? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, this little psycho. So laughter fills the hall at Tyrion's demand of a trial by combat. And Lysa looks uncertain here and says that you have that right, surely. And so people the, left and right just, yeah, let me us. fight for you, Lady like, Lysa. Fuck you. And Tyrion's dudes. like, yeah, this sucks. Like, all these people are so willing to fucking kill me. Yeah, that, like, whatever. I so Lysa thanks them all, but decides Fardis Egan is the one that yeah. she should Head of the household fight, guard. But he doesn't like want to. He says it would be dishonorable to fight Tyrion. Look at him. He's not a warrior. He's half my size. And Tyrion thinks to himself, excellent, and then says out loud that he agrees. Yeah, it would be no... Uh, it would be dishonorable to slay a man like him and call it justice. And Tyrion's like, fuck yeah, it would. Yes, like, it would. Yes, it would. And so he says, you know, you've named your champion, and by rights, I get to name my champion. Yeah, he demands a champion same as Lysa, and he names Jamie, of so course. Good. So good. And she like, says, uh, the King Slayer is thousands of miles from here, yada, yada, yada. And he says, send a raven, I'm willing to wait. And yeah. she's like, nah, we're, you're fighting, and then it's tomorrow. I love that he looks over at the son of a bitch, Marillion. Marillion. And he's like, uh, make sure that when you're writing the ballot of what happens here today, you note that Lysa Aaron refused to allow my champion, me a champion. And she forced me to go into battle freezing, starving, and beaten. Yeah. And and just hobbled, basically. So she, I deny you nothing, and basically tells him, if you can find someone in this hall to fight for you, there you go. And so he's looking around and he's like shit 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 yeah eighty percent ninety percent they just all fucking all jumped up for jump her and, and then there's a shuffling in shuffling the at the rear of the hall and, and you hear a Ron speaks up and i love that i'll stand for the dwarf excellent current close boom and scene um Good, so Bron, so yeah, Bron. I just that especially that trial at the end is very. It's a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. it's a fucking Lisa Aaron's a fucking psycho. She is fucking passionate, crazy, crazy dude. She's yeah. Nuts. Um, and Tyrion just the way that Martin writes his thought processes. It's it's almost like there's those Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. where he like breaks it down and like describes what kind of nonsense he's uh, do. but well done you should have like, gone with the BBC show Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch because it's better but... it is better but fucking get off my back no uh, I really, I really, really, really like in this chapter the dynamic of Catelyn Stark having to defend. realize, yeah, defend Tyrion, realizing the craziness of her sister. Well, she's un- she's aware that she has to be the voice of fucking reason. Yeah, here. and and she's caught between this hatred for the Lannisters and just this absolutely insane sister of hers that is just gonna make shit worse. When really all Catelyn wants to know is the truth. If Tyrion didn't do it, who the fuck did? Right. Is what it would get down to if there actually yeah. was a legit trial. Well, that's it. She, he would actually be pointing out that whole... If proof could be given either way, 
either side would listen. Like exactly, and so that's like Tyrion is very reasonable, the most probably reasonable yeah. of the Lannisters. And Catelyn's it. reasonable, and so Lysa in this is just making the situation so much more. And volatile. if they did the trial, and he because he would start pointing out that thing that he noticed before that there's somebody else pulling the strings because yeah. he had already had that thought process he would make that public then it would kind of start leading to some more thoughts and not and then i mean looking at it from lysa's point of view like it catelyn's basically buying into the fact that Tyrion conspired with john aaron so killing him kind of yeah it, it gets that like he did it and he's dead so there there's no reason to he, dig it up right. anymore exactly. it's done case closed john aaron's murder is solved so it would absolve her great fuck chapter love Tyrion chapter you got an inductee um, I, I didn't, but I, I decided on one. I'm going to give it to Servardus. Um, cause I know it's just because he, he's kind of an asshole there. He, he kicks Tyrion the time and, but he at least refuses to want to just slay a dwarf. First of all, he's the only one that didn't get all excited and jump at the thought of fucking murder. Yeah. He has some sort of and, honor. He, while he might be humorless, I think that he, he seems to be the I take that, that as like a Ned. It, that, and that's yeah. it. I was going to say he's like the house Aaron's net yeah. at this point. He's just a very honorable guy. And so I don't think it would be too terrible to have at least a, a fairly honorable. Because he's just serving his house. Yeah. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's all it. that we can expect from any of the house That's everybody's. everybody's he's doing. their Jory Cassell. Mm. And so, like, I, I'm down for it. Like, going to fuck him up You know, soon. well, that's, I, that's he, this is his only chance to be inducted, so... Yeah, Vardis Egan. Vardis like Egan, Servardus Egan. He's not, he's not a tool, Because so. it's not a name you really hear any, uh, at well, all. Well, I mean, ever. he's dead here in another couple chapters, right, so... so. Uh, my inductee is a post-humorous inductee. It's gonna go to whoever it was in the Sky Cell before Tyrion, who wrote that extremely haunting message of God's help me, the blue is calling, because clearly someone lost their fucking shit, and yeah, that, that just... That phrase was just really good to yeah, me. Yeah. And so um, with our correspondence here, some of the interesting points the sisters made, obviously they wanted to give credit to the show because it was pretty spot on with this. They uh, yeah, they mentioned, mentioned Mord and how Mord will pop up again later in Feast in Sansa's point of view right. and how he's got the shiny tooth. And uh, they basically say that there's not going uh, a lot going on in this chapter to analyze, but we do get to see Tyrion's cunning on full display. Yes. He realizes that Lysa is so pig-headed she'll not give in until he confesses, so he finds a way to talk himself out of the mess he found himself in. Of course, we already know that Jamie is headed toward Casterly Rock after his altercation with Ned. Yes. How that would have sorted itself out had Jamie actually shown up to the Vale, George R. R. Martin only knows. And so they gave us some inductees for this chapter. I will read Uncepta uh, Aftons. She welcomes Bronn because he's the only one who steps up for our man Tyrion. Yes. To be sure, he's only doing this because he knows that he will be handsomely rewarded but by the Lannisters. But that's what we love about Bronn. Far more so than whatever the Starks or Aerons could offer him. However, he's confident enough to know that he can defeat Servardus and collect his dues. And yeah, we'll read Uncepta so Brandies. Uncepta Brandies starts right there. She welcomes. I thought about giving this one, so I'm glad you did. Mord. Because why not? And I always imagine the troll from Harry Potter when I read about that dude. So, um, because I think that's a great one. I was going to say Mord because, he, you know, at, as dumb as he is, 
He's looking out for number one. Hey, he got a bit of a promotion. Can I say that he's not, uh, he doesn't splurge it. He doesn't go whoring or gambling. No, he gets a fucking grill. He gets, (laughs) I was going to say he takes care of some dental hygiene, but I suppose he's doing it for some freaking bling. He he just got himself hooked up with a grill. You know he's sitting at all the feasts, like (laughs) lifting his lip up to show that one golden tooth to all the wenches. That's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, we thank the Not So Silent Sisters for the inductee for writing in they say they can't wait to get to ned and catlin's next chapters for there's plenty to get into yes as they say all men must die but we are not men yeah thank you guys thanks for the writing so those are our thoughts and the not so silent sister thoughts if you would also like to have an inductee read out make sure you guys write into us we can be hit up on all the social medias as well as our email all our, of email, them. our email is without manners brotherhood at gmail.com we are on facebook facebook.com slash without manners we're also no, on, uh, that's wrong. Brotherhood Podcast. Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. We are on Instagram at Brotherhood Without. I'm on Twitter at Carstark92. You run the Brotherhood account. At Manners Without. Yeah. And we also have our Patreon. We are recording the Theon episode soon. We plan on having that out before the end of July. And so that's Patreon.com slash Without Manners. We do have the Aria uh, sample chapter that was released up on there where we read and break that one down. Also, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a rate and review. We gobble those up because they're delicious and we love them. And you guys have been so kind so far, so please continue that. Next week, we're going to be reading Ned Ned 10. 10. Wow. And this one actually is basically, I believe, entirely a dream chapter. Okay. And so we get some interesting Tower of Joy stuff. stuff. This is going to be sweet. So 39th chapter of Game of Thrones looking to be a pretty good chapter. So you can try and get us some. I'll tell you, my nipples are pretty hard. All right. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to tell them to write in with those inductees for that chapter. I don't know who comes up after Ned, um, but whoever that is, if you want to write those in a little early, we always like those as soon as you get them in. Um, Otherwise, we appreciate you. I think that's about it for this episode. Yeah, I think so. We'll call it. We'll, 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 We'll catch you on the flippity flop warehouse. Peace. Valadaheres. Double peace. Double peace.